morning and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumser. Hi, Stacey. How are you? Hi, John. I'm doing well. I am home this week, which is nice, and I'm looking out at the fall foliage in my backyard, and I was doing trick-or-treating last night, or at least handing out candy to trick-or-treaters. So um, nice, nice uh, fall week this week in the North Carolina area. Yay, the colors on the East Coast are always so amazing, although we do get color changes this time of year um, in California. And trees or what? Yeah, see, I don't well, get out no, there. No, there there are actual trees, but there are actual trees with leaves here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, it's, even though it's California, it's still largely on the same planet as the rest yes. of the world. So, so, there is a question e- about that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, and it's always how could how could such an extraordinary place exist in su- on such a primitive planet? I think is yeah, the, exactly. The question. <laughs> yeah, um, <you> Californians. <laughs> but 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 I do I do before we get started I do want to mention how excited I am that BenefitEd.com is sponsoring us this um, uh, through through Christmas time. BenefitEd is a provider of. Um, uh, student tuition loan repayment programs, and and you'll hear about them more in the middle of the show. But but it's really cool to have them as a sponsor. Yeah, it's always nice for us to I think get recognition for the conversations that we're having in the market, and um, and tuition reimbursement's a big topic these days. So yeah, we'll we'll look forward to hearing a little bit more about them in the middle of the show. Um, but there is a lot of news going on this week. Lots of stuff that is changing um, and a lot of things going on in the cloud business. So um, we've got um, the stock uh, updates that are coming in from multiple sides, um, from AltiPro, ADP, and Paycom, which are big players in our space. Um, But also the acquisition of Red Hat that was announced by Microsoft has put some other uh, organizations at least on the watch list for who will be the next acquisition. So we can talk a little bit about that because some of them are... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know this is earlier than usual, but IBM bought Red Hat. Uh, oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, it's, I'm it's sure Microsoft... It's a little bit earlier for me. Watching. You were correct, yes. yes, yes <laughs> Thank yes. you for watching that before <laughs> I got too far into this. Yeah, and, and let, let yeah, me interrupt just, you before, before you yeah. go further down the list because I bet we're not going to talk about it, but but... Ultimate Software won best place to work for women, number one top of the list in the world. This yes, week. that's that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I just want to be sure to, to to shout that out as we go down the list. Well, I think you know the the thing that sort of we're seeing across the board is that we're getting there's some some good news on the HR technology space in multiple areas. But yeah. That one was one I, I saw it come across. I hadn't had a chance to take a look at that one yet. I didn't realize that was in the entire world. So that's actually, that is very good. Um, that list comes out. We see a lot of times, you know, the best in the U.S. or best in the region. But to be best in the world is 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 pretty, that's, that's, that's a pretty good number. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. We also have some updates on some new domains that are available in the market, uh, career.com. We'll talk a little bit about that and what that means. Um, there's also um, uh, some updates from ServiceNow for those of you who follow them. We, we talked a little bit about them last week, but we didn't really get a chance to, to really dive into it. Um, ServiceNow um, acquired a new 
technology called Friendly Data, which makes it easy for non-technical users to ask quantitative questions. Um, they also um, arranged or now have a service now uh, created an alliance with Microsoft um, to help the U.S. Uh, federal agencies move faster with cloud-based solutions. So that was sort of interesting, and that's where the Microsoft was at. My apologies as I was reading through it. Um, we also have an update from Teamable. Um, I, they, they're calling themselves the Tinder for hiring. I'm not sure that's the best ex, uh, explanation of who they are, but they're, they just raised $5 million and acquired another company called Simpler. Um, we'll get a chance to talk a little bit about them today. Uh, along the same lines, another organization called Team Handshake. Um, they have some new partners, um, some uh, investments that they got as well um, to help them build out their sort of student um, career tools. And then um, if we have a little bit of time today, there's some interesting things happening in the chatbot space. There's an organization called Spot that has launched the chatbot for HR departments to address harassment and discrimination. Along the same lines as when California's new law went in place around chatbots having to be disclosed that they're not human. So lots of interesting stuff going on in the um, HR tech and non-HR tech space with with technology and how organizations are sort of managing all of this. So um, so lots to talk about in the news this week. But do you want to start with the, the stock market conversations? There's a lot of buzz, I guess is a good way to put it, with, with everything that's going on. Well, uh, well so I, did, I didn't look at the numbers, but um, um, I think everybody's doing well in the, in, in the space. And so I assume the stock prices are going up. Yeah, I you know I I think you know the the big thing that I took away because you know I get a lot of financial analyst updates um, sort of on a pretty regular basis was you know across the board Alti beat revenues ADP raised their guidance after profit jump Paycom beat revenues those who were doing their announcements um, this week you know numbers are up and some of them you know the explanation has been you know that you know partially the IBM purchase of the thirty four billion dollar Red Hat which is cloud based technology has made other cloud technologies a little bit more exciting. Um, so even though we had a sort of a, actually a down week in some cases in the stock market, the um, the, the products in the HR tech space and the cloud space um, were still doing quite well. And so, so the numbers all looked pretty good, at least for the moment, um, from a revenue and a profit perspective. Um, so, yeah, it's been interesting to sort of watch what's happening in the HR tech space as we see more and more mergers, acquisitions, and these organizations sort of um, putting their foot out there like Ultimate did with the, uh, you know, best women, place to work in the world for women, right? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So the next one on the list is the career.com domain is available. Um, and that's something that I know something about that I, I got. Um, um, I talked, I talked to the people behind the deal um, as they were thinking about coming out to the market with the information. Uh, Career.com is, uh, you, you know, in, in domain naming, the, the underlying theory in domain naming is you want a domain name that is easily understood to represent what you're up against. And Career.com yeah. is one of those um, names that gets you access to the entire marketplace. It's sort of it's sort of a brand just on its very own. And so so I'm excited to see what that does. I imagine it'll set some records for uh pricing on domain name acquisition. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I can remember back in the early days when there were people who would sort of squat on domain names, right? They would like buy a domain name, hold on to it. Um, but, you know, I haven't heard of that in a long time. And I think, you know, the domain name strategies have become much more sophisticated, obviously, in the world that we're in. But it is very rare to see an organization that is able to come up with a a sort of single word, easy domain that is that is really relatable. I mean, this is why we get you know, uh, interesting names in the market like Topia and Zillow and Zylo and those type of things because it, coming up with a single name that's going to work in a market that will have an internet access is a really hard thing to do, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Name, real, single word name domains are, are a rare and precious commodity and single word name domains that actually have something to do with the area under discussion are impossible yeah. right there was a there was there was a time when it was easy to get these things and now um it's like land rights um on the east coast it, it's yes, it's exactly. by the land uh, so it, i i think we'll stay on top of this story as it evolves over the next i, I don't imagine it'll take very long next month or two yeah yeah well it'll be interesting to watch sort of who decides to, to pick that up. Um, we also have uh, some updates this week from ServiceNow. Now, this is actually not this week. This has been sort of about two weeks ago that these came out, but I think it's well worth mentioning. Um, ServiceNow um, listed, again, as Forbes' number one world's most innovative company. You know, Forbes does a lot of these lists, including the one that we talked about earlier. Well, um, what, does, what does that mean? That, that's so interesting. ServiceNow is the most innovative company in the world. Um, I thought it was a service company. No, no, uh, they are they are HR. Uh, well, they're they're actually help desk technology and services, right? And but they're but they're help desk technology as well as sort of infrastructure management to some extent. And then uh, they've gone into domains that are doing very specific help desk technology uh, and case management technology like HR. Um, so I don't know that they're doing a lot of services. I think, you know, their technology is pretty groundbreaking, particularly, I think, in the sort of management of sort of all the various cloud technologies, um, the tools that, that do that oversight um, and manage that security. They have, they have been pretty innovative in, is my understanding. That, well, that's, that, well, that's amazing. I, I would not have, if, if you said, who's the world's most innovative company, I would never have gotten to service now. That's, it, it was sort of surprising I, yeah, to see this one. I would have guessed 500 other things first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and well, and I think this is this is kind of the world we're en entering into a little bit. You know, it, it is the utilitarian things where people are coming up with the most innovative. I mean, I mean, honestly, when you think about it, you know, we think of Google as being the world's most innovative, right, or something along those lines. But really, at the end of the day, Google started out as a search engine. It wasn't even a really interesting thing on the internet other than just the search algorithm, right? I mean, it is these sort of places where people need to get the work done or the tools that require sort of the most practical application that tend, I think, to have some of the most interesting innovations in our in our technology space these days. And ServiceNow is definitely one of those. This is a space where um, your case management, your help desk tools, um, obviously starting out in the IT technology space, 
They've been the fastest growing um, HR technology help desk tool in our survey, in the CRC survey, um, and for the last couple of years um, as far as adoption goes. Um, but yeah, they've really, I think, you know, expanded the idea of what case management and help desk can do for organizations um, in a way that most organizations hadn't really thought about it. So. That's, so, so, so let's just stick with this for just a second, because the, the what you're talking about sounds to me like paperwork, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, case management, um, help desk stuff, getting that right means project tracking, basically. Um, so, so, so what sort of stuff are they doing um, to innovate? I mean, that's, that's such a horrid place to innovate. That's, that's, <laughs> We're going to innovate in the in the world where somebody's got a clipboard and a checklist. Well, it's not even I think where they have a clipboard and a checklist. It's where somebody's stuck, right? I mean, this is a space where I've got a, 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 a what we call the tech tickets, right? Or I've got a problem and I put in a ticket and say this isn't working the way way I need it to. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is an environment where. The technologies like ServiceNow, the help desk technology environments, have the data about the places where work isn't efficient. I think that's the best way to think about it, right? And that includes our technologies if they're monitoring technologies automatically, right? Um, And the more you automate this and the more you build in sort of some self-service tools, but also tools that are capturing data on a regular basis, the more you can optimize your work environment by by following what's happening in your help desk and case management environment, right? Because um, these are places where when there's a problem, who do we send it to? Who's the person who knows the answer? Who's the most, you know, um, knowledgeable person in the company about certain areas? What's the processes that are broken in our organization? What's the technology that's not working? They have all that data inside your company. Um, who else has that data, right? Oh, that's it's it's amazing. I just I just I, you know this is one of those slap yourself in the forehead moments for me where I go, oh, right, right, that could be it could be a place where you innovate. I just never, I, I just would never have thought of thought of this as a place that would be ranked most innovative by anybody anywhere ever. So that's awesome. Well, I, that's awesome. But this acquisition that they're doing is is to sort of accelerate that. The, the acquisition yeah. makes it possible for people who don't know what they're talking about to ask quantitative questions. Yeah, this I you know I don't know friendly data as much, um, and I'm interested in seeing how this works or, or plays out because I think that has been one of the lagging areas for ServiceNow is they have not had as much speech recognition sort of capabilities. Um, uh, in their data set, they've had a lot of sort of you know put in the information and find it type of stuff. But this is this is a little bit more user friendly, as you said, sort of capabilities, natural language processing a lot, and and, and querying here. Um, and you know it'll be interesting to see if this will because they're using a lot of data on the back end to make some analysis. And if you're able to get even better insight, more um, understandable sort of uh, versions of the questions. Um, you know, can they get even better at the type of um, insight they can provide to the company as well? So, so yeah, this is definitely, I think, a, a tool to help them improve on that. Um, and also, the other thing that they're doing here that we're announcing or that they announced is that they're the alliance, the alliance with Microsoft 
So, you know, ServiceNow has been partnering with multiple organizations for quite some time. So I don't think that the alliance is as big of a deal because um, they've got a lot of alliances in place. But it's to deliver ServiceNow digital workflows through the Azure government cloud. So what this will allow them to do now is, um, act, you know, make their services available in a government, at least in the U.S., approved cloud environment. Um, and this is, my um, cloud offering is designed to help the government accelerate its digital transformation and modernization of information technology. So think about the amount of times people have to call the government with, because they've got broken processes or can't find things. It'll be interesting to see if this would get rolled out at the consumer level. But right now, this is obviously focused on the end user. Uh, within a, uh, the government jobs, but there's so many places where something like this could be valuable, right? I, I agree. I think I think the question is, so in the government, it's it's well known that if you call the IRS, the odds that the answer you get is right is about seventy percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and as long as it's the government making that mistake, um, there's nobody to sue. Um, when you subcontract the work out to somebody like Microsoft and ServiceNow, all of a sudden there's somebody to sue. Wow. Um, so, 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 so there's a there's a there's a clear performance gap. There's a clear problem to solve, but the the risk downside is astonishing. Well, I don't want to make any claims that they're not doing. Right now, this is all for internal infrastructure. You know. Uh, works, but I think it, it begs the question, at what point does this become something that's available to the general public too, right? Something that's this sophisticated that captures this much information in this way, right? right. And then the question becomes, from a privacy perspective, how much is too much information to combine about any one person asking questions, right? So. We're headed into some interesting times, and now we're going to talk about T-Mobile. Yeah, Teamable. This is an organization you know, right? But but they've just um, raised five million dollars, and they've acquired a company called Simpler, which is which is a referral recommendation engine and matching matchmaking recruiting software. So so what is it that Teamable does, John? I mean, they're um, they're in the recruiting space, right? The hiring software, but but they've just acquired a, a referral recommendation engine and a matchmaking recruiting software. So so what is it that they do that's different? I, uh, so I don't know how to read this. I don't. I don't know what's going on there well enough. This this could be the acquisition of technology. It could be the acquisition of a client list. Um, it's it's challenging to tell what they actually bought. It could be it could be an aqua hire, mm. um, um, and and what they get is is some interesting thing. You know, simpler raised money from Greylock which is a big deal in foundation capital. So they get connections into that um, um, deep pocket venture environment. Um, and what I can tell you about Teamable is that the team um, is what I, I know most about. Um, and the team is um, a part of what what's, what's an interesting phenomenon. That there's an Armenian intelligent tools group that's emerging with um um the the guy who who built kenjoya do you remember his name the guy who built kenjoya and sold it to ultimate um ultimate yeah yeah um, i can't think of his name but i but i can see his face but yes 
Yeah, Arvind Kajikli, I'm going to say, I think, I think that's wrong, but it's close, yeah. um, 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 is, is another leading voice in the sort of um, development of Armenia as a source of technical expertise. Right. And, and um, so, so Laura Bilazarian, who is the, the CEO um, at Teamable, she's, she's an amazing player. She, she's a professional rugby player. Um, she is as Brooklyn as the day is long. Um, and they've built this um, tool for accelerating referrals, and you know, you know, there have been a lot of people take a, take a fly at uh, the referral business. Yeah. This one has the right feel and the right momentum, I think. So, so, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I probably, if if they asked me, I would say being the tinder for hiring um, is not really a smart bit of branding in the Harvey Weinstein, the post Harvey Weinstein universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame because I do think, you know, referrals are such an important part of this, of this world, right? You know, it's something we see um, on a regular basis come up as one of the top ways that organizations find their best talent, right? Um, it's a tool set that is very um hard to sort of build out in a way that follows both regulations and, um, you know, get valid in, information, right? So, and I think you're right. We've seen a couple of organizations trying to do this. I do want to note that there was one comment made here. It's a Sharma and the Simpler team will not be joining Teamble. So I think you're kind of right. It may be that this connection is a little bit more about getting um, maybe a list and data because um, uh, it does seem like the, the, the two products overlap a little bit. So. Right. The other thing about Teamable that I think is really interesting, there there are a couple of companies coming to market now um, who um, didn't start by raising money. They started by building a business. Clear Company is like this. Clear Company, yep. Clear Company was was an an applicant tracking system, learning the details of how to do the business and how to operate in the business space for almost a decade before they took on their $60 million funding round this summer. And Teamable's the same way. They built the company to a $5 million revenue basis before they ever talked about um, uh, acquiring financing. Yeah, and I love to see companies that bootstrap it for a while. I think it makes such a big difference in how they think about the finances and and to some extent how they think about the hard work of, of, of the the, the companies that they're doing the work for, right? So, yeah, yep. I think it's always more impactful. Um, another organization that's, that's in the news this week is Team Handshake. Um, so Team Handshake is an organization that focuses primarily on helping students find a great job. I did talk to them. It's been a, it's been a while back, but I've talked to them a while back. Um, and they're, they're basically um, not only having new partners, but they're, they've got a little bit of funding coming in. Um, and so they're focusing on um, what they're saying, democratizing the opportunity for students. Um, they got um, a multi-stage VC funding leading to $40 million Series uh, C investment. Um, they've um, got investors such as Chan Zuckerberg and, you know, uh, Reach Capital in there. Um, 
And they've now, they have grown to reach 700 colleges and universities, 14 million students, uh, and 300,000 employers, uh, including 100% of the Fortune 500. So, so this is all built around the idea that college students coming out of the university have a much uh, more difficult time getting into the uh, work environment than, than other um, employees who have more experience and background. What do you think about this? I mean, we've seen a lot of college and university-based tools like this. Is, is there something worth investing in here? Is this a real issue, or is this just one of many? So, so I, was, I was talking to um, an old guy who has been a college career um, center administrator for his entire career. So he's been doing it for 45 years or something like that. And, and we were talking about Handshake. Handshake okay. is the latest. There's, there's somebody new who comes along and consolidates the um, college market um, every six or seven years. Yep. Um, and, and they do, you, you know, they provide whatever the latest is because the technology changes. Um, the fact that college graduates are underemployed in their first year out of college, I'm not sure that's new. I, 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 can, <laughs> I don't know if it's new either, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I can't recall a time when it's the opposite of underemployed, overemployed. I don't know. I'm uh, kind of wondering so. that too. With their big idea. What does underemployed <laughs> mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, so. So I can't I can't recall a time when a significant majority of college graduates were overemployed. I think I think finding your way into the job market means experiencing the difference between what you learned in school and what the the marketplace needs. And that always feels like, what did I get that degree for? Because <laughs> what I'm doing in my work doesn't really have very much to do with my degree. So I think that's what underemployment means. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, now, you've ended up working as a, as a general manager in a store that has nothing to do with your business, but you're learning skills that are valuable, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of poo-pooing about the fact that people come out of school and go into retail or hospitality yeah. industries first. But, but you know great. what? When, when I got out of school, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I went to work in retail. Um, yep. um, and was I underemployed? Well, it depends on who you ask, I suppose. Because <laughs> I, I came with a college student schedule and had to have, in that job, learning how to have a real person schedule. Yeah. Um, so, so that... So that when I found a job that was that paid better, which, which you know, you know, my my sense in those days of being under or overemployed had to do with how much money I made, um, um, and 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 when I was ready and able to find my way into a job that paid better, then um, um, I had developed some fundamental skills about going to work for my first jobs in retail. I certainly didn't end up in retail. Um, thank goodness. Um, it's yeah. a hard, hard industry to work in for a lifetime. It's, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I did similar. I, I worked in hospitality and the, and, the, and the restaurant space for many years. I, and the skills I, I gained from there, I'll tell you what, those things transfer all the way through. But yeah, it's a, um, it, you know, I think there's just this assumption that, you know, you get out of college and there should be something waiting at the door for you, right? Um, particularly if you've taken out a lot of student loans in that case, right? So, God, um, we sound like grumpy old people. Um <laughs> Well, I will have to say, I've had this conversation with my son as well, so, <laughs> so maybe we are going to be old people, John. <laughs> All right, we've got just two minutes, and I do want to mention one last thing, um, and, and then I, I think we have to sort of break for our, our, um, our other conversations, but um, there was one other thing in the news, and I think this is something worth maybe talking about next week, which is Voice Sense is introducing new speech-based predictive analytic solution. Now, this is a company out of Israel, and um, they are, you know, at first I thought, oh, they're just, they're just matching people up based off of skills and background like we see in all the other you know, predictive analytic solutions. But these, or this organization is basically taking sort of non-verbal, um, so, so all the things about intonation and speed and, and you know, how you speak, and using that as part of their predicting algorithms for how well you'll do in the job. Have you heard of something like this, John? Have you seen some of these in your AI research yet previously? So, so I'm going to, I'm going to um, shift over to our sponsor for just a second. And um, we're so delighted to have them with us. And, and um, let's, let's hear about them for a second. You're listening to HR Tech Weekly, one step closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumser. Looking for a new way to attract and engage top talent? Add student loan repayment to your benefits lineup. BenefitEd makes it easy to offer this in-demand benefit any time of the year. Simple administration for you, simple sign-up for employees. With programs to help pay down student loans or save for college, BenefitEd meets the education goals of employees at any life stage. Compete for the best and build your own dream team. Learn more at youbenefited.com slash hrtech. That's y-o-u-benefited.com slash hrtech. And, and again, we're delighted to have benefited.com as our sponsor. And so... So back to the um, um, turning vocal intonation into um, personality assessment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> but but I mean, this is a this is a thing that's out there that that's selling. They they just receive some funding. They're you know they're introducing this new. Um, artificial intelligence component to it. Um, it can be used to monitor and track well-being of staff, and you can get alerted to early signs of attrition and dissatisfaction. I, I, this one sort of floored me a little bit. I, I was like, this is one I'd like to at least see a little bit more detail on, right? Well, you, you know, so so um, nothing will surprise me, but 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 you know, after all the time that we've been doing this, that that an investment by a venture uh, capital firm is not an indication that it's a good idea. <laughs> That's true. Right, right. There's no correlation between investment and idea quality. It's very hard for people to understand that, but 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 this is well. You, 
know for sure that the government is listening to a certain stream of conversations and picking up uh, keywords and intonation as a way of screening through calls for mm, terrorism management, let's say. Uh, you know that's happening. Um, the idea that that you can get a tool that doesn't discriminate um, to listen to vocal intonations. I mean, what happens if somebody hiccups or stutters? Yeah. Or or has a stroke, or um, has um, a non-standard accent. Right? These, these these things are are huge questions. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how they address them. But yeah. but I haven't seen um, any sort of intelligence system that really addresses the issues that a voice-based system would be liable to turn up. And and they're not getting a billion dollars in investment. Um, you know, this is not this is not no, somebody. This, is, this yeah. is not a project that is is about really solving an interesting sociological problem. This is um, uh, appears to be the claim that they know how to do this already, and that would just be. Um, I'm trying to think of a polite way to say poppycock, I guess. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, so, well, so it'll so, be interesting so, to see. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, we're going to see more and more of this kind of thing where data that you didn't really think meant anything is used to do something that you could never have imagined it being applied to. Yeah, and and that gets back to our our service now conversation. Everything else, data, any data can be leveraged. The question is, should it be leveraged? And how should it be leveraged? And the ethics around this become really, really important. Yeah. That's right. So so it's been a great show. Thanks so much for yeah. taking the time to do this, Stacey. It's, it's wonderful to have this conversation each week. Definitely. No, we enjoy it a great deal. So. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to HR Tech Weekly with Stacey Harris and John Sumter. We were brought to you today by uh, You Benefit ed.com slash HR tech. That's Y-O-U benefit ed.com slash HR tech. Thanks. And we will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, now. everyone. Bye.